1: Should the Dallas Cowboys consider giving Osa Odigizuwa a contract right now after another big performance against Seattle? All that and so much more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast.
2: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas on. Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every locked day.
1: Locked On. Locked, locked, locked on. on. Locked On Cowboys. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. We are enjoying our victory Monday because the Cowboys won on Thursday against the Seahawks, also because the Eagles lost. it, also a little bit sweeter, right? We'll take that Uh, one, too. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. So we're going to break down some more of the things that we saw on tape from the Cowboys' win against the Seahawks on Thursday night football. And Landon, let's start with Oso Digizua, who had just another incredible game against the Seahawks uh, right now on pro football focus. He's the number five graded uh, or he's, he's the fifth highest graded defensive tackle in the league. He's number one in win rate among defensive tackles. Should the Cowboys consider giving him a deal right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, they should. I mean, the Cowboys have not had a, a quality defensive lineman play playing like this interior defensive lineman playing like this in a long time. I, I mean, I've been trying to think back of the last time. Jay Ratliff is probably the last one. Ratliff was the one that came into my mind too. And that was a long time ago, um, 15 years, you know, 10 yeah. years. So um, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, the Cowboys have had a couple of different guys that have played pretty good fo- football for them interior. I, I look at Malik Collins, who is, is actually playing pretty good football for Houston right now, or, mm-hmm. or I don't think right now because he's hurt, but was playing good football. Uh, but I do think that Osa is a guy that you know is that kind of penetrating interior guy that you really are looking forward to uh, having on the team, uh, especially in this kind of defense, um, you know, in, in a in a system in which. You've had to kind of make do at times with uh, defensive ends kind of uh, Mm -hmm. uh, reducing down to play defensive tackle. He is a true defensive tackle who can also give you the pass rush you need. Can also uh, hold up against double teams uh, is winning at an incredibly high rate. I think you and I were just talking about that. uh, Not only is he the fifth highest graded uh, PFF defensive interior, but I think he's the highest rated uh, as far as win rate goes, a defensive interior player in, in the NFL. So um, yeah, I think he he has a very unique skill set. Uh, he he provides exactly what the Cowboys want at the position. Um, I think it's going to be tough, honestly, because I think he's you know kind of outplayed his his draft position. He's outplayed a oh, lot yeah. of expectations, yeah. um, and those numbers can can be big for defensive interior. So yeah, um, and I
1: got him right here. So <laughs> Aaron Donald got a contract. I believe it was this year, or last year, thirty one point six million a year. I um, mean he's not getting that. The next one is Quentin Williams mm-hmm. at 24 million. Jeffrey Simmons at 23. The the range of guys that I'm kind of looking at is like J. Ron Hargrave this offseason mm-hmm. got twenty-one million from the 49ers. Dexter Lawrence got twenty-two and a half million. Deron Payne, twenty-two and a half million. So I knowing the way the salary cap works, I've got to assume twenty-one to twenty-two million is probably what OS's market is right now.
0: Yeah, and that's going to be a tough number to fit. So the Cowboys are going to have to figure this out. I mean, Mark and I were talking before the show about this and just kind of how this all fits, and to me – you know, this is why it's important to try to figure out this Dak extension, which uh, breaking news, everyone. Uh, Ian Rappaport is reporting that the Cowboys are interested in re-signing Dak Prescott. What a a Sunday news
1: dump if (laughs) I've ever seen one.
0: (laughs) I mean, God, we're so desperate that the Cowboys aren't playing today that we got to make sure we get some news out there. So we're going to overstate the obvious that the Cowboys are interested in re-signing their MVP candidate. By the way, Uh, I
1: also saw a report that – the Cowboys are interested in signing C D Lamb. I just wanted to put that out there. Wow. C D Lamb? They're thinking about resigning C D Lamb? Incredible.
0: Yeah. It's just ridiculous, <laughs> these guys. You know. So anyways, uh yeah, I, I do think that, you know, again, that contract's the big the big kahuna. It makes kind of it, it shows you how everything else is gonna slot. So I think it's gonna be important that the Cowboys kind of you know, prioritize getting that done. And then you're going to have a lot of questions about how do you
1: fit in? Oh, well, so uh, how do you, how do you prioritize? This? Cause obviously Dak is number one. I've got to assume that CD, not in importance, but because of the way the years are left on the deal. CD's yeah. number two, because he'll be playing on the fifth year option next year. Yeah. Micah Parsons is three because he'll be going into year four and you typically want to get those deals done. And then, even after that, like, there is some guys in there that are hard to figure out. But I, I at this point, I got to assume Osa is number four, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't really think of anybody
0: else that would be ahead of him for the big contract talk. Now, you may have you know some conversations with someone like you know uh, Tyron Smith about you know some short term stuff, or there may be some sort of those sort of yeah. deals to be worked out. But as far as big ticket items that are coming up. Uh, yeah, you'd have well, to put I mean The, in there the only that. other
1: two names that I would mention are guys that are going to be free agents this year, Tony Pollard and Tyler um, I Love Tony Pollard, but, I mean, you know my feelings on paying running backs, especially this would be a third time paying Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, And then Tyler Biotish, Pro Bowl center, Tyler Biotish, by the way. Um, it's always hard to move on from a starting center who has been pretty durable, but I don't think you could prioritize him over Osa, do you? I wouldn't. I mean, simply
0: because I feel like uh, you've had a hard time kind of getting these defensive tackles, and I feel like the center position is incredibly important. It's a very, very important position in the offensive line, but I also feel like I could get a higher-quality center at a similar draft pick uh, than I needed the defensive tackle. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I think Osa makes some sense to prioritize there as well. Um, just because, it, it, you know, you, you just—he's a better player. I think and there's
1: than, there's but... only a handful of these guys in the league. You can find yep. average centers if you mean, and I think Biotis at times has been better than an average center, but it's much easier to find that than it is to find a defensive tackle. Like, I'm going to give you an example. Against Washington on Thanksgiving, he had seven pressures and five run stops. Against Seattle, didn't have as much success rushing the passer because Seattle got rid of the ball so quickly. But he had four run stops in that game. He had the highest graded uh, run defense grade that he's had since week six. To find a player like him who is just as successful rushing the passer, as you mentioned, number one in win rate, and be the second highest graded run defender in the entire NFL this year, it's pretty rare. Like Those guys just – there's only two or three of those players in the entire league.
0: Yeah. And then on top of that, to also uh, have the success he does against double teams, which is even more rare for a guy his size, you know? So uh, yeah, I I definitely think he should be the priority here. And and I think, you know, his play has shown it just time in and time out. He's gotten that kind of DeMarcus Lawrence level, uh, 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 you know, uh, clutch gene that that you need, right? Where you, you need a big play in a moment. And he's, he's, Osa is uh consistently shown you that he can do that he can he can produce uh and it's not always a sack it's not always uh, no, it's a, no. it's a pressure at the right time or it's a it's a forced incompletion those are the kind of things that you see uh, osa showing up right when you need him at, at most and, and that's
1: you know really important thing to have speaking of demarcus lawrence is he having the best season of his career we will debate that next This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Holidays are coming up. There's gift giving. I don't know about you, Landon, but I love getting gifts that are like experiences or being able to go do something. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, one of the best. If you if you need that, go do that for yourself. This is some treat yourself time. Uh, and BetterHelp can, can help you. Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you get to define how you give it to yourself and the holidays are a great time to do that. So whether it's by starting therapy, maybe going easier on yourself during the tough moments or treating yourself to a day of complete rest. We're both dads, we both could use a day of complete rest. Anyways. Remember to give yourself yeah, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for any reason at no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We wanted to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever National Sports 24-7 streaming t- channel. All right, Lena, let's talk about Demarcus Lawrence, who you actually just brought up. Uh, I was watching some of his plays from the Seahawks game, and I really started to wonder... I kind of feel like this is DeMarcus Lawrence's best year yet. Not because of the sack totals. I think he only has 4 sacks this year. He's had other years where he's double-digit sacks. But just in the ability of making clutch plays, being a great run defender, I I don't think I've ever seen him play better.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really feel like this is kind of the role that he was he was born to play, you know? Yeah. Like this is the you know, he's a gritty run defender. He 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 will hurt you as a pass rusher. But he he shouldn't be the only st- uh, straw stirring the drink there, right? And and mm-hmm. being able to pl- line him up opposite of 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 Micah Parsons has really kind of made his career, his late career, kind of blossom, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I was talking about it with with a couple of a couple of folks on the DMs, including yourself. Like, you know, there may be better d- uh, defensive end number twos. There may be defensive end twos that you could take off of a team and and put them on another team and they would be a better defensive end one than DeMarcus Lawrence. But I think you would be hard pressed to find a second defensive end that complements his first defensive end the way uh, uh, DeMarcus Lawrence does, right? The fact that you can both move Parsons and D-Law around, you see the snaps inside. and, And, you know, even when he takes the snaps inside, like it's not, like a throwaway situation like oh he can only go in there and perform and uh, as a pass rusher and and, and win with speed like he, when he takes his snaps inside as a defensive tackle like he is a legitimately good defensive tackle and yeah. can play the run that way and 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 he obviously win as a pass rusher but the ability to kind of play him opposite of 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 uh of uh, Parsons has really, really kind of opened up the uh, the the versatility of his game that makes him so unique, uh, and and allows him to play with a high level of technique, you know, and 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 kind of really just be a, a an interesting kind of curveball alternative to Parsons fastball when he, when offensive tackles yeah. have to face both of them. So, uh, yeah, I think as far as uh you know, you could talk about production. I think that there's multiple ways to to measure production. I think he's been as productive as he's ever been, uh, especially when you consider the timing of his plays. I mean, I I just don't know that I've seen a player uh, on on the defense, maybe Sean Lee that like consistently made big plays when you needed big plays. And and, Mm -hmm. and I, I don't know, again, I don't know how many times I can think on a third down or a fourth down and short, oh, Demarcus Lawrence is going to make this play. And Demarcus Lawrence just makes the play. But well, there was it against just,
1: Houston last year, right? He did it against Houston to stop him at the goal line. He did it against Detroit last year, forcing a fumble at the one. I mean, it's just time and time again, he knows how to make the biggest play whenever they need it. I mean, his career is defined by
0: the, What's the earliest memory you have of <laughs> of Demarcus Lawrence? It's it's Demarcus Lawrence in the playoffs against the Lions, making that tackle of forced fumble to win that game. Um,
1: well, previously know, just, getting the sack and then recovering the fumble yes, and then losing it. Then losing and then only it. like three plays later do the exact same thing and this time hold on to it. This ball. time holding on to it. So, yeah,
0: I mean, like that is who this guy is. Uh, I, I, to me, like I think Demarcus Lawrence should go down in the annals as one of the most beloved Cowboys because he's yeah. just the definition of clutch, like big-time player, humble, loves the team you know, took a pay cut to stay with this team and is playing better than ever. Like, if you don't love DeMarcus Lawrence, then I don't know that you love the Cowboys, to
1: be honest. Well, we're in year 10 of DeMarcus Lawrence now. And I I, like I said at the top, I'm not sure I've ever seen him play better. It just seems like he's not quite the same athlete that he was early in his career, but he's just so much better technically. And he knows how to beat offensive linemen. He knows how to shoot gaps and how to align himself to get hit, you know, to, to make the play like he did uh, this week against Seattle, I, he's been unbelievable. The other thing I, I want to give the Cowboys coaching staff some credit here as well. On the year, he's played four hundred and four snaps through twelve That's games. Great. You look back at some of those other years, even when he was you know playing through injuries and stuff, he was up you know close to a thousand snaps. He's playing like thirty three snaps a game, and the Cowboys have figured out a way to best use him in those thirty snaps. And I, I really think it's prolonged his career. I, I, I don't see any reason why outside of like a major injury, why he couldn't play at this level for the next two or three years.
0: I completely agree. I mean, the, the idea that they have taken away his snaps uh, the, to the point where he's, you know, been able to maintain a level of health. You don't feel like he's overworked. You don't feel like you've lost a step of him. Nope. Uh, as the season's gone on, he seems still incredibly fresh. I mean that 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 move he made on—I think it was the fourth and one, right? Mm-hmm. Where they tried to reach him, and then he backdoored Chris. Uh, was it Christopher Christopher Cross? <laughs> uh, Charles Cross? He backdoored. <laughs> Chris, uh, Charles, it'd be amazing if he backdoored Christopher <laughs> Cross. Uh, and he backdoored the block on, on on Charles Cross, and was able to get back into the backfield and just like he's just all alone in the backfield, right? And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it just shows you. That even if he hadn't maintained a high level of explosiveness, and I think he is, he's still a decent athlete. It's not no, like yeah. he's completely fallen off. His game is aged so well because it's so technique based. I mean, he may be the most technically sound defensive end in all of football. So uh, I tend to agree that that, that ages very well. Uh, and as long as he's able to stay healthy, I, I have no doubts that he can give you productive good years two or three more seasons.
1: Yeah, I was looking this weekend, I was looking at some of the other like, quote unquote, number two edge rushers in the NFL. And you're right, like there's, there might be guys that are better athletes and better, pa- like pure pass rushers. But I'm not taking any of those guys with Parsons over Le- uh, Lawrence, because of all the things you can do, you could line them up next to each other. You can move Lawrence inside. And what you really need opposite of Parsons is somebody who's excellent at stopping the run, right? So you just can't avoid Parsons the whole game. I I just can't say enough good things about Demarcus Lawrence. It's been a joy to watch him play this year, and I, once again, this is the best I think I've ever seen him play. Yeah,
0: and and it's it's fantastic to see. I mean, again, just a guy that has endeared himself to Cowboys fans for a decade at this point uh, doesn't seem to be slowing down, which is great to see.
1: All right, we uh, we got to switch gears a little bit. We got to talk about somebody who <laughs> did not perform particularly well against the Seahawks in week 13. We will get to him next. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and the easiest way to buy tickets for all of the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront so that you know you're getting a great deal without the hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. We want to let you know that on tomorrow's show, we're going to be answering your Twitter questions. We'll talk about the Eagles, maybe, you know, Not winning this division. And what are the Cowboys' Mm -hmm. odds of winning the NFC East? We'll talk about Shaq Leonard. If he signs with the Cowboys, if he doesn't, so make sure you guys tune in for that. And please make sure that you send your questions into us at Marcus underscore Mosier at McCool BCP. Later, let's switch gears to Michael Gallup, who has seen his role pretty steadily decline over the last three weeks. Um, He played a lot as a run blocker in this game. Only saw one target. What do the Cowboys need to do here for the rest of the season and moving forward? I mean, I I think they just need to be
0: honest with themselves about how they're going to use him. you know, like not trying to force him into situations uh, because he's got a big contract. You know, look, this is the unfortunate thing about Gallup is that I feel like, he has value to the team. I just think the problem is, is that there was a misevaluation about how, what his role should be as, as you know, in the pecking order of wide receivers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and I think that, 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 you know, he got paid according to that role and that's also the, a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. But as far as like his play, like, I think they found a role that kind of works for him. He, he you know, you say that he went out there and it was blocker. I mean, he did a great job as a blocker. And like, I think he does well in this kind of role as a, uh, you know, fourth, third, you know, kind of hybrid third, fourth wide receiver that kind of comes in. He can be a mismatch for down roster corners. Um, You know, he can help you out to do the dirty stuff. He understands the role that, that the wide receivers play in the offense, you know, in a holistic sense, not just as a pass receiver. Um, so I, I think he has value for the team, but I think that you know the the problem, of course, is the contract. And you know now that he's kind of getting, I think, a more appropriate number of snaps in in relation to you know guys like Tolbert and 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 you know uh, the other folks that are getting opportunity Brooks and uh, you know even as we start to see Turpin start to get more snaps there and get more catches, um, I, I think you're starting to see his role kind of fill in a little bit more appropriately. I think the o- obvious issue is you know, he's being paid more than all those other guys combined. Right. So uh, I, I think that that it, it's fine for now. I mean, simply because, I mean, it is what it is. The, mo- the money's already in the bank. Uh, I think that, that the way that they are preventing this from being kind of a, a double problem, I guess is, you know, kind of taking the realization that maybe he doesn't need all those extra snaps yep. and, yep. and, you know, actually providing them to, to, to the guys that we just mentioned, uh, and 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 not just you know, going by who's the highest paid. Actually, go you know, going by who the the actual uh uh you know best players are, and and realizing that you could still get value and usefulness out of uh, out of Gallup, maybe just not currently at the rate right. that you were expecting.
1: All right, Lane, I've got some stats for you regarding Michael Gallup so far this year, according to Pro Football Focus, seventh percentile in separation percentage versus single coverage. 12th percentile in separation percentage, 33rd percentile in yards after the catch, 30th percentile in receiving grade. He just hasn't been that good. And the problem that at least I see sometimes when you're watching, it seems like he slows down the offense. And I'm, I'm almost to the point now where it's like, I'd rather just see Jalen Tolbert and Kavante Turpin out there. Cause they give you a little bit more speed and a little bit more dynamism. Like that. I love Michael Gallup. I love his personality. I love how hard he plays. I love that he will do all the dirty work. But there's just no doubt that this offense is less explosive when he's on the field right now. And maybe things will change this offseason or whatever, but um, it's it's just too bad. Because he wasn't this player a few years ago. It's just, it's just It's a shame how much that injury has robbed him of all of his athleticism.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, you know, just a a guy that you know was a different player before the injury, and um, and and that's the thing is that I don't know if like if it just requires you know more time to get further healthier, you know, even further away to from the injury for him to get back to something close to that, Uh, but it's been a long time now, you know, it's been it's been a lot. uh,
1: He's had a long recovery from this injury. So Um, let me give you some options next year. The Cowboys release him outright. Um, they would only save $800,000, but they would get a pretty big cap savings in 2025. Or you could June 1st cut him and save $9.5 this year or in 2024. Or you could just hold on to him and hope that he gets better, figuring that, you know, hey, he's still somebody that Dak Prescott likes. He would only be 28 years old and then kind of just reassess where things are at 2025. You could cut him in 2025 and save $7.5 yeah, I mean,
0: these are all things that are going to have to weigh in the offseason. I, I think at this point, you, you just get through where where you are, uh, figure out you know where he, his role is at that point. Um, but I can't imagine that he's coming back uh, at that same kind of you know level uh, with, on the same contract. So. And, and
1: maybe you approach him like to ask him to take a pay cut and say, hey, we will keep you around here. We just can't have you at this number but I also could see this land being a situation similar to like what the Cowboys did with Amari Cooper into the fact, like you're, you're a good player, but we kind of need these snaps open to other players to let other you know guys grow into a role. And maybe the Cowboys just view Jalen Tolbert as a better player. And they feel like if they keep Michael Gallup, even on a reduced contract, it's going to hurt the offense a little bit. So let's just move on. Let Jalen Tolbert kind of grow into that wide receiver three role and, move on
0: i i just i, I have a hard time it, it will be tough to keep gallup next year because if he's not playing special teams and he's like your fourth wide receiver he's taking a lot of money it's like you've got two guys beneath him that you want to see you know and that both will play special teams at least currently um well I, and, uh, three and Turpin too. i was gonna say three, i mean yeah.
1: Turpin has not been perfect as a receiver he's dropped a couple passes that he's Probably should have grabbed, but he's also made some really big plays, whether that, you know, in the Philadelphia or sorry, the 49ers game, he caught that incredible touchdown. And then against- that probably should have been Gallup's touchdown, honestly, but <laughs> that's, but yeah, still, but, but I, it's just, his quickness is something that the, the, the Cowboys oh, yeah. offense has needed.
0: Yeah, and I am pretty sure he's second on the team in in touchdown receptions or or third. You know, he's got four touchdown <laughs> it's receptions. That's ridiculous. ridiculous. So, yeah, I mean, I think that you know they clearly look, and 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 he's a guy that has a very clearly defined role. Like, yeah, I mean, like yeah. that's like that's very straightforward. And and frankly, even Brooks and Tolbert, like even while they're figuring them out, they slot in very nicely because they are working their way to wide receiver 3 and 4 and they are big-time special teams players. Gallup is in a situation where he's being paid as a wide receiver two and he's performing as a wide receiver four. And that's obviously problematic, but it's even more made even more problematic by the fact that he he's not rosterable as a wide receiver four. He doesn't yep. play special teams. He's not going to go out there and run down kickoffs or, or play on the punt team. So um, yeah, I, I think that's really what makes the, the, the everything kind of gross with this situation is that, He's not a great roster fit. He's not a great money fit. You like the guy. He's a great personality fit uh, in the locker room, but it, everything else is kind of a mess right
1: now. I will say, if he's going to have like a breakout game, it does feel like this game against Philly could be one that he, he plays well because he knows his opponent really well. He's had big games against Philly in the past, um, and the corners that he's, he's going to be going against aren't particularly fast and athletic either. Right. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is his game and the Cowboys are trying to save him for certain moments. But if it doesn't happen this week, I don't know. It's just a bummer. I I wish this would have worked out better for all parties involved. But right now it's trending in a direction where they probably are going to part ways this offseason. I think you would agree.
0: Yeah. I mean, and. I mean, even the best case scenario in the situation would be like maybe he recovers during the offseason better from his knee injury. But yeah. I think at that point, it's probably too little too late for probably the Cowboys, be. you know. Yeah, so I would agree. All
1: right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making On Cowboys your first listen every single day. Again, you can check out all of our shows on YouTube. We post videos every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Lane in. On Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you right back here tomorrow.
2: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild. Or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast.